Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So we've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast, the incremental anti-diet solution for effective permanent weight loss. Primal Potential is committed to helping you overcome emotional eating, hormonal imbalances, unhealthy habits, and your dieting mindset through education and inspiration. We don't just talk about what you should eat and what you should avoid. We talk strategy. Primal Potential is bridging the gap between knowing and doing. Each episode will leave you with concrete tips for making positive changes that make a difference. Primal Potential is here to help you lose weight, get healthy, and master fat loss naturally. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Benton, and I am so excited about today's episode because you all have been asking a lot of questions about fitness and workouts and what are the most effective and efficient workouts for fat loss, and today we're going to dive into that with a special guest. Today we have with us Sean Stevenson. He is a best-selling author and host of the very popular podcast called The Model Health Show. His educational background, he's a science geek like me. He's got a background in biology and kinesiology. But what I love most about Sean is that he's such a genuine, passionate guy. He has an incredible story about overcoming adversity and embracing a healthy, sustainable lifestyle, and he is a wealth of information about effective, efficient fat loss exercise. And so we are going to be busting myths today. There are so many myths out there about fitness and workouts and what you should do or need to do, and we are going to get through all of that today. So we're going to dive Dive right in and get started with Sean Stevenson. Hey, everybody. I am here with Sean Stevenson, the mastermind behind the very popular podcast, The Model Health Show. And we're actually going to switch gears a little bit today, and we are going to talk fitness. And you know, I talk a lot about nutrition. I talk a lot about hormones and fat loss because that's my wheelhouse. And I am a very big believer in the 80-20 rule, the idea that 80% or more of our results come from only 20% or even less of our efforts. So there's no question that nutrition and hormone balance are big rocks in the sustainable fat loss game. But fitness is also really important too. And one of the reasons it is such an important topic to talk about is because so many people are going about it the wrong way. There are as many, if not more, fitness myths as there are nutrition myths, and that's causing you to waste a lot of time and energy without getting the results that you really want. So with that, let's start myth busting. Sean, welcome to Primal Potential. Thank you so much for being here. Wow. Thank you so much for having me on. This is awesome. I'm excited, and I've told the audience a little bit about you, but indulge us. Tell us kind of about yourself, your mission, and what you're really passionate about in this space. Okay, sure. Uh, Well, for me, um, I've got a pretty interesting story as far as health and wellness is concerned. Um, About 15, going on 16 years ago, I was an aspiring athlete. Life seemed to be going good. 
I was in college and suddenly I started having a difficult time walking. And long story short, I found out that I had something called degenerative spinal disease. And so um, for anybody out there that might be dealing with that, you know, there's sciatic pain that goes down your leg and it makes it very difficult to kind of get around, to stand up, sit down. And for a 20 year old guy, this is pretty disheartening. And this wasn't a result of trauma. This was a result of um, this, quote, degeneration. And according to my physician, there was nothing that I could do about it. And he told me when they put the MRI up for me to see that I had the spine of an 80 year old and that this was something that I was just going to have to deal with. Right. And so whatever I still don't know to this day how I came to ask him this question because I had no idea that it mattered. But I asked him, does this have anything to do with what I'm eating? Should Mm -hmm. I change the way that I'm exercising? He looked at me like I was straight from another planet, like I just arrived. (laughs) And he said, this has nothing to do with what you're eating. But then he wrote me a prescription to eat some pills. Okay. Uh, So this is the paradigm. Has nothing to do with what you're putting in your mouth, but go ahead and put these pills in your mouth anyways. You know, and really being disconnected from the fact that what you put in your mouth, the food that you eat does matter. It's actually inciting a tremendous array of biochemical uh, processes. As soon as you take that first bite, before it even gets down into your, you know, you're changing what's happening with every cell in your body. It's that powerful. Food is not just food, it's information. And at yeah. the time, I was programming my, my hardware with some tremendously uh, counterproductive, we'll just say counterproductive food substances, you know, be it my um, three triple cheeseburger habit or, mm. you know, my, my big fixation on Apple Jack cereal. You know, so <laughs> I, I was fueling myself with the college diet in a really yeah. uh, detrimental way. And so fast forward the story a little bit more. Uh, two and a half years go by. And same, I've put on 50 pounds at this point, and this is not the good kind of weight. This is a lot of body fat, you know, so, and because my, my life has become a life of being dormant, you know, because all the physicians said, don't do anything, bed rest, be careful, wear this back brace. Mm -hmm. And so I began to really just wither away physically and mentally. And it wasn't until I came to this point where I was about to take my medication to basically knock me out to go to sleep. Because for me, the pain was so bad, it would wake me up at night if I changed positions. And I was sitting on my bed, and this moment of decision happened in my life. And it's still like, it's so fresh, it's kind of difficult to talk about. And it just kind of flooding into my mind, you know, what am I doing? How did things come to this point? You know, I wasn't living the life that I had set out for myself. I wasn't living up to my potential that, you know, my, my grandmother had instilled in me. And it always reminded me of how special I was and how the, I was going to accomplish these amazing things. And my life was not matching up to that. So when your blueprint for your reality does not match up with your life, that's pain. And I acknowledge that. And for me, I made a decision at that moment that I was going to get well, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And most people, as you know, most people never really commit. They never really make that decision. You know, they never really make that sacrifice. And For me, the word sacrifice, if you really look at it, I'm a big student of lexicon, it means to make sacred. Mm -hmm. And so I began to make sacred my body. I began to make sacred the people that I was around, the thoughts that I was thinking. Um, I I began to make sacred the practices that I had on a day-to-day basis. And so it's not like the clouds parted and it's like, oh, you know, everything changed. But I, I put a plan together. And the plan required three important things, which we can talk about today. But basically, it was movement, 
because the body, but the body requires you to move in order to heal itself, in order to change, in order to assimilate the good nutrition, which is part two, which is high quality, the best nutrition possible. Don't give me the 15th best thing. I want the best. Right. And the third thing was sleep. Mm. You know, sleep was the real deal because your body actually heals from all the great things you do during the day while you're at rest. So I put this formula together. Uh, six weeks later, I lost 30 pounds, which is wow. not typical at all. And people at my university, because I was still in school at the time, they saw this transformation. And that was the birthing of my career because people began asking me for help. And here I am. Um, I, 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 it's even hard to fathom this or to say this, but I've impacted the lives of hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, my show, we're, we're reaching 1.5 million downloads in the show, which doesn't even make any sense. Um, yeah. best-selling, best-selling author and all these wonderful accolades. But for me, what it really boils down to is my struggle and that tremendously difficult situation that I went through helped to create the conditions for me to be of great service on this planet. And I'm so happy for it. And, and I'm happy to share any and everything that I can today uh, with you and, and with your uh, awesome audience. Well, I, your story is just an incredible story. And I know that people relate to people who have been there or done that or overcome something because there's lots of people in the industry that, you know, seemingly kind of have always been fit, have always been lean, have always been athletic. And I know for me, I don't regret one ounce of my struggle with obesity that lasted for 20 plus years and my food obsession, because it's through that, that I can reach people. And, and I think that you and I have that in common. And one of the most powerful charges that I have in my life is to help people get through the misinformation because it's great if you're trying to make a change, but it's so frustrating when you're trying to make a change, but you're not going about it in either a way that's going to work or in the most effective way because we have a limited amount of energy and resources. So I am all about tackling mainstream myths because people generally feel like this is a tough day and age in which to try and lose weight because there's so many opinions and people get stuck either in analysis paralysis or taking the wrong action. So I want to talk to you, and I know you have this three-part approach with sleep and nutrition and fitness, and those are incredibly powerful pillars. I want to focus today on kind of the fitness side of things. And I'm just wondering, because we all have our little things, but what are some of the major fitness or exercise myths that you see really being perpetuated uh, in the mainstream? Awesome. I mean, (laughs) this is like, just pick one, you know, there's so many. Right. <laughs> um, but I, I just, I've got to piggyback on what you just said with understanding, even in my moment of decision, even for anybody who decides to, uh, to employ the, 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 the fitness strategy to change their body, if you don't have the right map, you know, right. I don't care how committed you are, how much you're willing to sacrifice. If you got the wrong map, you're going to end up in the wrong city. You know, Absolutely. you're going to end up at the wrong destination. So, this is what I really pride myself on is getting people the right map, getting them the right instruction. So we're not just talking about, we're not just taking your commitment and your drive and, and, and just pointing you somewhere. We're actually pointing you in the right direction and saying, I love the 80, 20, you know, here's the, mm-hmm. the 20%, do this 20% and get 80% of the results. So right. uh, one of the biggest myths, oh my goodness. I mean, I can't believe it. We're still talking about this is that cardio, quote, cardio, traditional cardiovascular exercise, which is aka jogging, is Mm -hmm. the most important thing for fat loss as far as Mm -hmm. fitness is concerned. It's a huge myth, you know, and for me, as I stand here today, you know, and this is not 
to to impress anybody at all. I this I'm not even that guy. Even for if people when they go to my website, you know, they'll see like the picture of me with the shirt off and that kind of thing. But I'm not that guy. I'm not the yeah. guy to take my shirt off and be walking around. It's just for the the purpose of when people see that they know, oh, this guy has got something. He's got this particular yeah. result. And we're very visual culture, you know. But when yeah. they tune in, they find out that this is much deeper. Mm-hmm. And so, as I stand here today, I have not ran a solid mile straight in probably two years, you mm-hmm. know, and still hovering around, you know, 8% body fat temp, wherever I want to be, you know, and right. how I'm manipulating that and, and keeping in that, in that area, it's almost effortless. It's mm-hmm. almost effortless because number one, I'm doing something I enjoy. And number two, I'm doing this through, uh, lifting weights. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the real key for transformation is really is, is, is going on, and changing your body composition. That's really the right. focus here. Whereas oftentimes when we're looking at losing weight, we're looking at how can we burn the most calories. Yeah, okay? that's why people Not- say, oh, cardio's the answer. Let me hop on the treadmill and never get off. Exactly. But here's the truth. You cannot out-train a bad diet. You can hop on that treadmill and just like, I'm going to burn off 300 calories. I'm going to run until I burn off 300 calories. While you're on that treadmill, I'm just going to give you, uh, I'm going to give you a soda, you know, a nice big, a uh, 32 ounce bottle of soda. Now, just in consuming that soda and just say you could chug it down in two minutes, you've negated that whole calorie uh, trot that you're doing in two right. seconds. Okay. Versus you doing an hour on the treadmill. It just doesn't even out. That's not how the body really works. And I, I know you've probably talked about this many times on your show. Mm-hmm. It's really about what your hormones are doing. Your exactly. hormones determine what your body does with the calories you consume and how your body even processes energy. And here's the big secret is that muscle is your body's fat burning machinery. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that again. Muscle is your body's fat burning machinery. The more muscle that you have on your frame, the more energy you expend at rest. So I'm not talking about while you're exercising. I'm talking about while you're doing nothing, you know, just living life. That's called your basal metabolic rate. So when people hear that term of somebody has a fast metabolism, it's like, what does that even mean? That means they have a higher basal metabolic rate. And the tendency, the only way that you can shift to having a higher basal metabolic rate is by putting more muscle onto your frame. Now, Mm -hmm. counter that with conventional cardio, vascular exercise, which again, it has its place, but it's not the most effective thing for fat loss, not even close. Because that long duration kind of steady state cardio is more of a catabolic type of exercise. Whereas lifting weights in the right way, which again, that we need to talk about that probably the right way, is yes. anabolic. Okay. Anabolic means the building up of you. Okay. Catabolic means the breaking down. Literally, to the degree that you can do this cardio, and not only will you, yes, absolutely, you'll burn some fat, but you'll also be burning your muscle. Your body's mm-hmm. going to be more driven to burn your muscle because muscle is more expensive to carry on your body. Okay. It's more expensive to have around. And we're, now we could get into the conversation about evolutionary biology, right? So if you're running for a long time, you know, and you, our genes are not that different. You know, our, our DNA is not different than even 100,000 years ago, let alone 10,000 years ago, where food was more scarce. Energy was scarce, okay? Whereas now we could just walk to the refrigerator, you know? So mm-hmm. running along on that treadmill, your body, your, your evolution is really thinking, you know, your genes are thinking like, why is this fool still running? You know, are they not, they're not catching their food, right? Mm -hmm. Or they're running from something and they're just, they're going to get run down, you know, because they're not getting away. It's been 45 minutes and they're still running. 
Right. You know? So your body is going to be more apt to to hold on to the stored body fat because it's a it's a more longer burning fuel source. OK, so it's going to hang on to that and it's going to burn off that lean muscle that's expensive because it's burning more calories, it's burning energy faster. Does that make sense? It does. And I think what I try to express to my clients and here on the show is there's a couple things happening. And you talked about how it's our hormones that are determining whether or not we're in fat burning mode or fat storing mode. And not only do we tap into our very, very precious muscle tissue when we're doing this chronic cardio, but the hormonal implications also increase our hunger and increase our cravings afterwards. So like props to you for staying on the treadmill for an hour and then you're so hungry afterwards that you just eat like a 3,000 calorie meal because you have so much more hunger and so many more cravings as a result of that particular type of activity. Is that something that, that you've seen in your experience as well? Oh my, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I had a a client recently and I was strength and conditioning coach for about 10 years. Mm -hmm. And as I transitioned to my own private practice and where I'm at now in my office in consulting and nutrition, but I had a client recently who, because I'm not working with them in the gym, I gave them the, the strategy and they said that they did their particular cardiovascular, quote, cardiovascular training. And they're like, I'm always so hungry afterwards. Mm-hmm. And for me, I immediately knew you're doing the wrong thing. You should exactly. not be that hungry after you finish working out, right? Mm-hmm. So I shifted them to doing the high-intensity interval training. And mm-hmm. if you're doing real HIIT training, you, you're you, – and by the way, so should we talk a little bit about what that is? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I, there's one thing to know what not to do, which is chronic cardio. And then the other side of that is what is effective and what benefits do you see from that that you don't get? from the cardio. So yeah, go there. Okay. So we know for certain that we have different muscle fiber types. Okay. So there's these, um, type a or type one muscle fiber types. These are the slow twitch muscle fiber types. They have a lot of endurance. You can use them for hours and hours and hours, but the difference is they have a smaller, what's called a motor unit and a motor unit. Basically that's one neuron attached to and for the slow twitch fibers, we'll say around 100 muscle fibers. One neuron, 100 muscle fibers. And there's a lot more of these, okay? That's quantity. Then we have the type 2 or type B. Well, actually, I'm sorry. Let me just keep it like this. Type 2 because there's different types of type 2. So there's type A, type X, type B. There's, but we don't need to get into the details of that. But with, when we talk about the type 2 muscle fibers, these are the fast twitch muscle fibers, Mm-hmm. Very short in duration in, in their in their endurance. And also they're very explosive. You know, these are muscles that allow you to do explosive movements. The motor unit, here's the secret. It's one neuron attached to upwards of maybe 800 muscle fibers. Mm-hmm. So you hit a lot more. And this is quality. Okay. So the good distinction with this is that uh, this muscle is the, is the chicken example. Okay. So the more slow twitch muscle fibers... That's like the chicken legs, okay? This is dark mm-hmm. meat, mm-hmm. right? And if you're even to look at it when it's in its raw state, it looks darker, okay? Mm-hmm. Versus the chicken breast, mm-hmm. which has a lot m- less endurance. And by the way, so the chicken breast would help the chicken fly, which they can fly for only about 10 seconds, okay? You mm-hmm. can only sprint for about 10 seconds. You right. know, most of us, if we go all out, and then we have to reset. You know, we come back down, and we got to reset. It's just kind of how we're wired up, 
right? Mm-hmm. And so the 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 lighter meat, you know, the chicken breast, it's and when you try to cut into it, it's very fibrous, right? Mm-hmm. So we're trying to work those muscles with our cardio because they have a lot more hormonal anabolic potential. And so HIIT training really targets that. It's using cardiovascular type exercise in a way that we're designed for, which is to go very, very fast for a short amount of time, okay? But also, let me not negate the fact that we do want to do longer duration cardiovascular exercise, but in my opinion, walking is the best stuff ever, okay? Right. Because that doing a long cardio but jogging, it's not advantageous to your joints. And like I said, it's speeding up. Because you're still jogging, it's, you're going to be releasing more catabolic hormones, uh, right. i.e. cortisol. Okay. Versus when you're walking briskly, your body's going to be able to modulate that stress. As a matter of fact, it can probably produce a significant amount of uh, anti-stress hormones or endorphins. Okay. Mm-hmm. And people can get that runner's high as well, but it's just this th- fine line. You know, it's a very fine line. So anyways, back to the HIIT training. So I'm just going to give a simple example. Simple example is you hop on a recumbent stationary bike, okay? Mm-hmm. A stationary bike at the gym, and you do a little warm-up for about three minutes, okay? So three-minute warm-up at a pace that feels comfortable, maybe we'll say 75 RPMs. Then you're going to get into, we'll say we'll do 20-minute sprints, okay? You're going to go mm-hmm. as fast as you can. I'm sorry, not 20-minute, 20 20-second. 20 20-second 20 mm-hmm. sprints as fast as you can, okay? Controlled. You don't want to be all over the place as fast as you can. For 20 seconds and then you're going to recover for 40 seconds okay so mm-hmm. each one minute that you do is going to be a block of a on and a off on for 20 right. seconds off 40 and if you just do five we'll say five repetitions of that you're going to feel like you just ran a marathon okay? right but real so we're getting the cardiovascular benefit but the the benefit though is the fact that we've been working those fast twitch muscle fibers this is going to be more advantageous to changing your body comp- composition okay mm-hmm. and it's anabolic versus catabolic all right so uh, and it's it's a lot less time requirement as well so you don't have to be in the just another big myth you don't have mm-hmm. to be in the gym for two hours a day five times a week you know as i stand here today i work out maybe an hour three times a week you know and that mm-hmm. hour that that hour can be shortened to 30 minutes i just like working out you know right. so and i think- yeah hit training is, is ideal I totally love what you said. And that's something I used a lot of these high intensity intervals uh, throughout my weight loss. It's what I still do to avoid spending all this time in the gym because we're all busy and we all have a limited amount of time. The thing that I think some people are resistant to when they think, you know, you use the term sprint, right? Go all out. And people get really nervous about that and think that I'm not ready or I can't sprint or whatever. It's totally relative. So for me, a sprint when I was 300 pounds is totally different from a sprint now. So anybody can sprint either on their legs doing like a a running sprint or on a recumbent bike or on a a rowing machine. It's all relative. All that it means, and Sean, tell me if you disagree, is that you go to your max capacity for that tiny little window. You go all out and that's going to look very different. And that's the great thing about it. It evolves as you progress. You know, a few weeks later, your sprint looks different because you're able to give more and go more and put more into it. But I don't want anybody to feel like, oh, that's that's too advanced for me. I'm not ready for that because it's totally relative to where you're at in your process. What do you think, Sean? Absolutely. And what it really is, and by me having the opportunity to work with a few thousand people, I've seen it's really rooted in fear. And mm-hmm. this is a detachment from who we are and what we are. 
You know, mm-hmm. when somebody thinks about going fast, they think that that's that's um, that's not who they are. You know, it's it's dangerous. Right. Whereas when you're a child, it's all about fast. It's all about mm-hmm. speed. It's all about this adventure and just movement and, and joy and happiness and and literally literally just going as fast as you can, you know, and it's mm-hmm. fun. Whereas as we start to get older, we start to develop this fear. It's like, I don't want to go too fast. Let me slow down, slow right. down, be, be careful, right? Mm-hmm. And we become more rigid, you know, and really when we get into the deeper levels of, of science, we start to understand that your your brain, the, the ideas that you carry of yourself is literally d- developing and changing and influencing what your cells are doing, you know? So you start to become more rigid and more and more fearful. And so this process of, 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 Long-term weight loss of getting to optimal health is also a, a, re- a return to innocence, a return to curiosity, a return to being able to play, a return mm-hmm. to going full out and doing what you're um, – let me not say that. Getting outside your comfort zone just enough, okay, yeah. just enough, easing into the fear. And so we want to do this, of course, intelligently. This isn't where you go from the couch to doing even the example that I, that I gave – Maybe you do 10 second sprints or maybe eight seconds, you know, but Mm -hmm. challenge yourself because here's the key at the end of the day. And as you already mentioned, too, is that, you know, you build upon that. You build upon these victories, but you have to be willing and 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 strong enough and dedicated enough to go as hard as you can. You've got to you've literally got to force you've got to force a hormone shift. Okay, so your body and your brain, your whole physiology knows if you've got more in the tank that you can give. And again, it's just a short window. Okay, so you've got to be willing to put everything that you have into that 10, 20 seconds and then you can recover, you know. And of course, if we want to get more even into 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 safety and the comfort and things like that to help to comfort your your man or woman brain, we can talk about heart rate monitors and all this kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. generally, again, this is really simple. This is something you're designed to do. You're designed to go very fast for short periods of time. And you're also designed to walk effortlessly right. for long yep. periods of time. Okay. And I think, you know, you so. make a great point about fear. And I can totally understand that fear. I had that fear myself as a 300 plus pound person setting foot in the gym and being afraid to push myself. But pick an activity. You know, Sean used the example of a recumbent bike. You know, if that is a place where a lot of people are going to feel safer sprinting than like going out and hitting the pavement and doing a 10 second running sprint. So identify where you're comfortable and start there, but always be pushing yourself. So we've talked about how the chronic cardio creates a real negative hormonal response that makes it harder to burn fat, even though we're wasting so much time there, and that these high intensity intervals are a much more effective way. But let's talk a little bit about weight training, because you mentioned that at the beginning, and we talked about why it's necessary to change your body composition. I know that a lot of people, especially still women, though this is shifting, are resistant to uh, to weight training because they feel like building that precious muscle tissue means that they aren't burning fat. Like if they have to do one, they can't do the other. And so there's this mental resistance. But can you talk to us a little bit about how how you should go about weight training for fat loss and some of the myths that are associated there? Absolutely. I got this big smile on my face right now because, you know, I, I was taught a lot of bad science in, in my mm-hmm. university setting. And one of the things, and by the way, this, what I'm going to say, this is not 
proliferated in school, but just in the, the, the health and fitness world at that time, you know, 15 years ago, which is this idea that you could turn your fat into muscle, mm-hmm. right? Or muscle into fat. Like my mu- all this, I'm going to build this muscle, then it's going to turn into fat, or I'm going to turn right, all right, this fat. Right. So this is literally, that's literally not possible, right? We're mm-hmm. talking about two distinctly different types of cells, right? So you have fat cells and you have muscle cells. And there's an ability for you to have lipogenesis occur where you create more fat, right? Or you can, of course, stuff the fat cell. And the same thing with muscle, right? So... There are ways that you can create, you know, uh, hypertrophy, right? Or you can actually develop muscle cells, which the science is kind of new on that front. But it's one of those things where you're developing either or, okay, Mm -hmm. or um, contributing to the the downfall of either or. So when it comes to, to weightlifting in that arena, what is most effective is actually the thing that most people have uh, the most fear about which is typical. So what people tend to do when they start lifting weights in order to lose a lot of, I'm sorry, when they start lifting weights in order to start losing weight, they'll go and start lifting really light weights and doing a lot of reps. Okay. Yeah. All right. So number one, you're not getting that hormonal benefit that we've talked about. Sure. You're burning a couple of calories, but you're not really, um, charging your, your, your endocrine system and your nervous system to the degree that they're, you're forcing a physiological change in how your body's operating. That's the goal. So what a lot of bodybuilders do, so people who get really big, they lift lighter weights than they can for a lot of reps. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when people are trying to lose weight by lifting weights, they tend to do what bodybuilders are doing. If that's not your goal to, to, to get bigger, you know, to have hypertrophy and to, to put on size, then you don't want to follow that blueprint. Okay. You want to do something more intelligent. Okay. So here's the big secret is that you want to lift heavy weights, less repetitions. Okay. So you want to do focus on the weights that trigger that anabolic hormone secretion, you know, so, uh, deadlifts, squats, uh, heavy presses, heavy pulls. Okay. So, and this could be anywhere from we're doing five sets of five repetitions on a deadlift, but it's pretty heavy, right? Mm-hmm. And you'll see that there's this big movement of women who are incredibly fit, for example, who are doing deadlifts and they're deadlifting more than a lot of guys, you know? And of course, there is that segment of women who can develop some kind of freakishly big muscle content, but honestly, nine times out of 10, they're taking something. Okay. Yeah. And then the women who aren't taking something, they are they're putting in hours upon hours of doing this stuff and they have genetic predisposition for that. Okay. So it's not something that's easily achieved. Most guys can't get big. You know, most guys cannot put on big muscle. (laughs) Right. Like we're buying weight shakes and, you know, weight gain five thousand, you know, this big thing and we're just shoveling this stuff and and it just not doesn't happen, you know, so we have to eliminate the fear of I'm going to look like that monstrosity, you know, uh, person, which, again, if that's your goal to be a monster, more power to you. I respect you. But if your goal is just to be fit and lean and the, and the you know, the best version of you that you feel is appropriate, I think it's a huge leverage point. It's a huge key. So just to kind of bring this all together, I would couple the heavier weightlifting sessions for the anabolic benefit with 
hit training on another day of the week and steady state walking be the abundant part of your uh, of your workouts. Okay, so heavy, heavier weights and plenty of walking. And we can talk about the walking in just a moment, too. Well, actually, let's talk about it now. Real, I'll make it real, real fast. But walking, because it's so time intensive, I highly recommend people to leverage that time by doing something to uh, benefit your mind as well. You know, so listening to an audio book and, you know, maybe you've got a, a test that you need to take. You could study something in that field or if you're working on a project or if you just want some inspiration or if you want to learn something about a particular subject. There's music podcasts. There's um, family and health. There's sexual sexual health podcasts. There's anything that you can name, you know, so you can better yourself like that. So I like to call it learn while you burn, mm. you know, leverage that time. All right. So put all I, that together and you've got a really great strategy I, for fat loss. I think that it's brilliant and I totally I, agree. And and the people who have listened to, to my story, you know, know that for 20 plus years, I was in this rat race of constantly dieting and over-exercising and then getting super hungry and then overeating and then cutting back and then getting more hungry. And, you know, it was this vicious, vicious cycle. And I will tell you that before I became successful in my weight loss, I believed the mainstream myths and I felt like I needed to spend an hour or 90 minutes on the elliptical or the stair climber and I was miserable the whole time and I was incessantly hungry, like a hunger that you just could not quench. And for me personally, and I love what you said, for me personally, when I lost 130 pounds, it was with five primary lifts. I reshaped my body with the squat, deadlift, bench press, shoulder press, and pull up. And I did sprints once a week, and I walked my tail off as much as possible. And I think you would agree with this. It was not a power walk. It was not a huffing, puffing, can't carry on a conversation walk. It was a stroll because there are specific hormonal benefits with lowering cortisol when you're going out for that leisure walk. And I very intentionally call it a leisure walk, not like, you know, track suit, swinging your arms, huffing and puffing kind of walking. Don't you agree that's the kind of walking that really gives us that hormonal benefit? Absolutely. You just said it perfectly. You just said it so perfectly. And, you know, I don't want to leave out something important here, which... I've got a, an episode of my show coming up. It might actually be uh, out by the time this comes out, where I'm breaking down and giving different strategies for HIT training, the high-intensity interval training. So mm-hmm. what you focused on, and by the way, results speak for themselves. You literally yeah. did the things that I just talked about. You know, I did. And there, are, there, are, there are other ways that we can use weightlifting. And by, by the way, it's because you know, for a lot of people, weightlifting could be more fun. It could be a thing that they're more drawn to or just to give them some alternatives. But the other way to use uh, lifting weights is more in a HIIT training fashion, you know, not, again, bodybuilding where we're doing 10 sets. I'm sorry, where we're doing three sets of 10, waiting 60 seconds and you're going again, but doing it more of a high intensity structure where we where we yes. couple different exercises together. Supersets, monster sets is another name, you know, so there's different ways of doing this stuff. But the formula is pretty is pretty simple and it's true. You know, it it, it works. And that's why the, the real consciousness is changing right now where more and more people are getting on board with this and putting it into practice and you will see the results in your life. And the thing is, what again, another myth is that is that it has to be hard. Well, 
there's different degrees of hard. You know, it's this is not it's not something that's easy. Let, let me put it like this. It's not that it's not hard. It doesn't have to be a struggle. Right. Yeah. That's the difference. You know, you're going to put in some hard work, but you're not going to have to struggle. You can, you're going to put in some hard work where you're while you're there, but you're not going to have to struggle with finding the time to do this. You know, because it's a lot less than what you think. It's just having the audacity to put this stuff into play for yourself. Absolutely. And I would say from experience and from talking to so many of my listeners, it's also a major struggle to be overweight or obese. It's a major struggle to not feel good about yourself. It's a major struggle to not have the energy to get through your day. So it's sort of like, you know, pick where you want to invest your energy. Do you want to invest your energy in why it's so hard and why it takes so much effort and why it takes so much discipline? Or do you want to invest your energy in making a change to improve your life? I mean, it's kind of like, both are challenging, both have their hurdles, both have their obstacles, and both require something from you. So it's kind of about picking where you want to invest your energy. And I just want to ask you, because I think we've got so much fantastic stuff here. If there is somebody listening right now, somebody who is desperate to lose weight, somebody who feels really frustrated, maybe they've tried and failed over and over, and they have great intentions, and they are willing to do the work what parting thoughts do you want to leave with that person so that they can go out and, and make a change in their life? Uh, yes, yes. Wow. You know, um, what I feel is the most important thing, and I, I try to share this whenever I have the opportunity, is that your relationships, your relationships have the biggest impact on your health and happiness mm. and your relationships have the biggest influence over your your health and happiness in your life and we're not in the in the in the same world of society you know a couple hundred years ago even decades ago where we're confined to a certain town we're a world community now you yeah. you have your blood relatives but you can also pick and choose your family as well right so it's finding that that right balance for yourself and making sure that you're the greatest tactic for change, no matter how many times you tried and failed. This is the one that without fail will work for you. OK, it might not be tomorrow, but it will work because you are a product of your environment, but you're also creative of your environment. And so that tactic is immersion, you know, getting yourself in the environment and the messages of the people who uplift you, who hold you up who give you inspiration and, and strategies too. not just don't inspire me, but give me the right thing to do. That's right. Who will hold you accountable and who will remind you of how powerful you are to affect change in your life, because it's not all going to be sunshine and puppies. You know, sometimes you're going to have tough spots, but have those people in your life that can bring you back to, to center. And this is happening right now. We are both right now uh, giving you, what you're looking for. You know, we're giving you that immersion. We're giving you that accountability. We're giving you those strategies. We're giving you that care and concern and pointing you back to yourself on how powerful you are <clears throat> to affect change in your life. You know, ah, it's hard to talk about. So please understand you've got so much opportunity. It's just making the decision to turn off game of Thrones and to turn on this podcast, you know, right. turn off the walking dead, put on the audiobook, or open up that book and find out, you know, how to improve your sleep quality so that you can get better results, you know, so you can literally change your body while you're sleeping. Yeah. You know, 
Um, so it's, it's just making a decision. Not to say you can't watch Game of Thrones, just TiVo it, you know, or what, DVR it and watch it on the weekend, you know, after you've done your great workout and you've got some good food and you kick back and watch it. But it's, it's putting the stuff on your time because you have the opportunity now to shift that in your favor. I love that. I couldn't agree with you more. And something I hear all the time is, oh, I wish I had the motivation or one day the motivation will strike me. And I always respond with motivation isn't something that you stumble upon. Motivation isn't something that that seeks you out. Motivation is something that you create every day. And I started by saying that a lot of people feel like this is a difficult day and age in which to achieve your health goals because there's so many opinions. And I say it's the best time because We are a product of our environment, and I know for me as part of my success, I was involved in in as many positive relationships that I could get my hands on, and they were not people in my like physical space. They were books I chose to read. They were podcasts I chose to listen to. They were uh, books on tape that I would listen to, meditations that I would do. So you can choose to create your motivation. And I, and I love that we got that nugget uh, on relationships from Sean. And if you're thinking, oh, well, my spouse isn't supportive or my kids won't eat what I need to eat, you can choose those relationships by what you bring into your life on a daily basis in your free time. And I, I just, I really love that. So kind of to, to bring it back to fitness and to go back to a couple of the myths that we busted, number one, the chronic cardio is not going to get you where you want to go. It creates the anti-hormonal response that we're looking for for fat loss, and it encourages your body to actually hang on to that stored fat and will likely make you experience more hunger and more cravings later. And so this kind of solution to turn to is these shorter, higher-intensity um cardio workouts that you can do with or without weights. You can combine this with your weight training and do a high intensity interval circuit with weights, or you can do these cardio sprint intervals and do some of the big lifts that we talked about with the heavy weight and the lower reps to really initiate change in your body. You don't want to leave your body in that comfort zone. You need to shock it so you get that hormonal response. And then lastly is the leisure walking. Not only is it fantastic for your mindset, it creates a very positive hormonal response to get you into fat burning mode and keep you there. So, Sean, do you have any parting thoughts that you want to share with the audience and absolutely tell uh, our listeners where they can learn more about you and all your incredible resources in terms of nutrition and sleep and fitness? Well, wow. Well, I'd say for sure to just um, to, to go back and, and to even re-listen to this episode, you know, because, again, that immersion is really the key. You know, you're 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 changing the way uh, what's said is that neurons that fire together wire together. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that consistency, you know, even in the messages that you're feeding yourself will literally change the way your brain is operating. You're going to be programming, programming yourself for a higher level of success. Right. So immerse yourself in the information uh, that's really becoming of you, you know, that's really uh, on on par and, and, and giving you that that real uh, launching pad for you to transform your body and transform your health because you absolutely deserve it. And it's simple. It's as simple as you saying yes. And so help with that, you know, um, people can definitely connect with me at, um, as, as you mentioned earlier uh, in the show, I have the model health show Mm -hmm. is my, is my show. And I absolutely love my show. I love doing this show. (laughs) I Uh, love your show. (laughs) 
And so, you know, with me, you know, I, in my in my practice, in my clinical work, I've worked a lot with chronic illnesses. So uh, we have a high success rate, you know, uh, around 90 percent success rate, reversal rate for type 2 diabetes, um, pretty close in the numbers for reversing uh, high blood pressure, heart disease, hypertension, uh, helping people to uh, be able to, you know, work with their practitioners to get off of their medication. So if they're on lisinopril or um, Lipitor, whatever it might be, you know, right. I'm giving you, I'm actually giving these master classes on, we're going to reverse engineer this disease. I'm going to actually show you how it's created in a way that makes complete sense mm-hmm. to the degree you walk away feeling like you are the smart one. You're the, you're the one, you got this message, you got this understanding and now you can go in and, and because you've reverse engineered, you can find a way to actually remove the cause of the illness. So we talk a lot about you know, chronic illnesses, you know, um, so I'll dedicate a show to how to revert, reverse type 2 di- diabetes um, or depression or high blood pressure, hypertension, even headaches. Mm. Of course, we've got in there the 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 uh, weight loss and all that good stuff, too. Um, but there's so much to, to really grab there. And this is again, it's the simplest pushing place. So check me out on the Model Health Show. Uh, my home online is the Sean Stevenson model dot com. And people, you could just Google Sean Stevenson. You'll find me at S-H-A-W Stevenson with the V, S-T-E-V-E-N-S-O-N. And you can connect with me on social media. I'm late to the game on social, but I'm at Sean Model on Twitter and Instagram. So you can connect with me there. And uh, yeah, and of course, you, you mentioned um, my book, So Sleep Smarter. Mm. It's been a number one bestseller for, my goodness, like seven months now, which I'm honored to say so. Uh, if you're interested, if you're a reader, if you want to grab it on Kindle, um, Sleep Smarter, 21 Proven Tips to Sleep Your Way to a Better Body, Better Health, Bigger Success, you can grab it. But you don't have to. I mean, if, there's so much free stuff that I'm providing. Uh, and again, these master classes, just take action for yourself. You know, uh, the information is there. It's just a matter of you saying yes to it. And I'd be honored to to connect with you. And I'm honored to that you've had me on today. I, I really, really do appreciate it. And I appreciate what you're doing. Well, thank you, and it is absolutely my pleasure. Guys, I am going to link to all of Sean's contact information, his podcast, his website, uh, his Sleep uh, sleep Smarter book on the show notes over at primalpotential.com. So you can just go to primalpotential.com and search Sean, S-H-A-W-N, and his show notes will pop right up with links to everything there, as well as a specific summary of everything we talked about today, because I know we went into a whole lot of stuff about how you can be more effective and efficient in your workouts and really capture the 20% of activities that are going to give you that 80% of results. Sean, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you taking time to to share your immense knowledge with everybody here at Primal Potential. Thank you. It's been an honor. Thank you. All right, guys, so don't forget to go over to primalpotential.com, check out the show notes. If you have questions, if you have struggles, if there is an area where you feel like you're stuck or you're unsure or you're not sure what the right information is, you know I want to hear from you. You know I want to help. You know that if you are struggling, that is why I am here, to help you take the next step in your journey, achieve your potential, master fat loss naturally. So get in touch with me on the Primal Potential Fat Loss Facebook page or through the contact form on primalpotential.com, or you can email me, elizabeth at primalpotential.com, and I will respond and I will help because that is my charge, and that is what I am passionate about. So guys, thank you so much for spending your time with us today, and until next time, stay healthy.